Welcome to Blunt Blowing Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Shanitria, and this is a podcast about all things cannabis and parenthood. Yep, I'm a mom. I got two kids. I'm 31 years old, and I got a man. We've been together for over eight years, and I decided I'm going to do a podcast And I'm just going to talk all about weed and being a mom. (laughs) So that's what I'm doing. Let's just get into it. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Blunt Blowing Mama podcast. I am joined with a guest. She is doing really pretty dope things, I would say. And you've probably seen one of her sweaters or shirts floating around on the gram. I'm going to let Corey introduce herself and tell you a little bit more about herself so that you guys can be in the know. (laughs) Thank you. Hi, my name is Corey Johnston. On Instagram, I am Mama Wheaties, uh, which I just recently started a little clothing line with good old weed leaves all over it. Same. I live here in Orange County in Irvine, uh, born and raised in Costa Mesa. And I'm a new mom. I'm a OG stepmom. And uh, I have a husband who loves and supports me like crazy, lets me do some crazy adventures and ideas. Awesome. That's so cool. You're born and raised in California. Yes, in uh, Orange County. Oh, cool. It's a California girl. So I guess we can kind of start with, you know, tell people more about, you know, Mama Wheaties. Like, when did you start it? Why did you start it? You know, and for people who may not know, like, what it is, just to give them a little bit more info. So I actually started making just T-shirts, like, for my daughter. So I have three girls, nine, six, and ten months. And all over, like, Etsy and Instagram, you see all the matching shirts. And I started um, doing that at home, and I had like one of those, uh, or the cry cuts, and um, I have a hot press. So I was having fun doing that, and I went to a Mama's Day yoga, mom, see smoke weed event, <laughs> and I made a really cute shirt that had like leopard weed leaves all over it. And a few of the moms like kept commenting on how much they liked it, and I wore it out like to the grocery store and still got really good com- compliments and everyone was like where'd you buy your shirt and I kept saying like I actually made it and everyone could say you should make them and so I finally did I got like some requests on Instagram after I posted it and from there I've gotten orders like every single day but the best part of it is just really getting to know people from it I never used Instagram as like really a tool to communicate with people a tool to sell things. I never knew that you could really have like a community um, doing stuff like that. And so I have just continued making shirts and making them like for friends, family, whatnot. But now it's just, I tell my friends and family, like, I don't really want to make them for you because I don't have time right now. But I've been making them for people that just have been doing orders. And now I have an event this weekend in San Francisco at the Cannabis Wedding Expo. And a couple other things coming in the next like month, which is really exciting. Oh God, I feel like I'm rambling. 
no you're totally not i mean you definitely i mean let the people know like <laughs> yeah but, but um, no yeah. it, it really just kind of started about like a month ago i've just been having really a lot of fun with it and just kind of seeing what happens and like I was saying with Instagram, it is a tool of getting, you know, yourself out there, which I was kind of like a little nervous to do, which is weird because like my family's very supportive and they know that I smoke weed, but kind of just for, you know, random people to know your life is kind of a little scary, but I haven't had anything but positivity come from it. So it's been pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. So like for people who don't know, like what do you, what do you, what do like your mama Wheaties shirts, like what do they look like? What does it consist of? Cause I know what it looks like. So I've seen, seen them on Instagram, but like for other people who may be curious about like, okay, like why, like, why are she getting so many compliments on a shirt? Like what's so special about it? Like, and then kind of like um, the inspiration yeah. behind it. I've always loved shopping. <laughs> If you saw my closet and my wardrobe, you'd understand. But I used to be a personal stylist for Nordstrom for a few years. And then I managed and did some other things with them. And then I went into insurance after, which was horrible, but it made such great money mm-hmm. at the time. I continued on to making my wardrobe what I love. But then I got pregnant. And then when I had my baby... I couldn't figure out like what I wanted to do. I knew that I wanted to stay at home, but then I was driving myself crazy, not doing anything. (laughs) So now that I have this little outlet, um, I am getting really creative with things, but I'm kind of just bringing everything that I like, like together. So the clothes I get to go shopping for at different places, like in LA with my sister has her business license. So we get to go shopping and pick out items. And then I get to get the vinyls in all different colors that I pick. I cut them out and like with my machines into weed leaves and then I press them. But I get to pick the color schemes for everything. I get to pick the placement of where I put all the weed leaves or the stains that I do. So it's pretty cool because I actually get to like make the clothing each one myself, which might get a little crazy if I get more orders than I already have but (laughs) it'll just like I said be a blessing that I get to work from home I get to do this and you know it's kind of just becoming like a nice outlet and a nice breather that I can have as a mom and you know it's fun smoking weed and making weed clothing (laughs) (laughs) I agree I agree I I mean I think that people are looking for like stuff like that like especially women like we're looking for like clothes that can help us express that like we love weed and like whatever way you want to be able to express it and not in like some bro e way and just like a regular like I'm a girl I smoke weed but I'm not like a bro I'm just uh, I'm a woman (laughs) I don't have time for those things so like I definitely and yeah and like I mean there are great weed like accessories and things like if you I mean even if you search it on Amazon but like it doesn't look as nice unless someone you know knows what they like Mm -hmm. and there's some great women brands out there that are making amazing weed things but it's just hard to find like it's going to events and finding them or Instagram things like that but it is pretty rare to find really cute things yeah but you have a lot as well. I've been creeping on your Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the podcast is the main thing and like the merch is like a a one-off of that for people who've been like 
just like like you said like women who are kind of looking for those kinds of things and it's just like you go on instagram or you know and like hope that you find something that resonates with you like in your style as a stoner lady <laughs> yes it's you can find wine bottle shirts and you can so find true. other things related to tequila and whatnot but it's pretty hard to find really cute and decent you know price weed clothing and cannabis clothing right exactly I, I 100% agree when I saw your stuff I was like oh that's kind of like at first I didn't notice the little marijuana at least because you guys they're like super they're kind of they're not super tiny but they're almost like if you glance that one of um, like yes, a mama weedy a shirt subtle. yeah you'll just be like oh okay like it's like probably like some flower like so some people are probably just like oh that's a pretty flower but you really look and it's like wait that's a marijuana leaf oh shit like that's really <laughs> and so then and that's kind of exactly like what happens when I wear them <laughs> which is pretty cool I can only imagine like because people are probably like oh that's really nice and then like you know you look a little closer and it's just like oh shit <laughs> 420 <laughs> 420 friendly so that's really that's yes. really dope. well I think that's really awesome and I I, I love like I love whatever oops sorry I hit my mic <laughs> um I love everything that you're definitely doing um so I guess tell me a little bit about you said you have three daughters which that sounds like so much stress, but <laughs> it's three girls. I don't even know what I do, but like <laughs> people are always like having a lot of daughters must be so hard on the guy. And I'm just like, do you, have you guys never heard of having a daddy's girl? Like men are probably literally in paradise having all these women give him all this, this attention in different ways every day. But yes. like, imagine being the mom and having to style each little girl differently and like having to like buy all these different, which can, it can be fun, like different dresses and like headbands and barrettes and all the things. And I guess when they get older, they start wanting those little hair clip things to put in their hair and stuff. And it's just like, I don't know what you guys are doing as children, but <laughs> it's a lot. So like, tell me about your, um, at least in my experience with my daughter, because she loves all the things that glitter and shine and sparkle um, in some way or form. But yeah, what about you? Like, what's been your experience with motherhood? And, um, you know, and how do you incorporate cannabis into your life as a mom? So with the three girls, they are girly at times, but they are pretty tomboyish as well. So it's not too much glitter all the time. <laughs> you know, I have two stepdaughters. So when I met my husband, it was kind of like an instant family that I got, which I loved. Mm -hmm. And they were four and one at the oh, time so that so I met tiny. them. <laughs> they were so much fun too. Very, that's a great, very, age. yeah, so much fun. That's all I can really say. But it was, very easy walking into it to be honest I've always been really close with them and I've gotten to raise them which I love my baby now that we recently had our third is 10 months and I didn't know the difference between like I love my stepdaughters and I thought that that was like the only love that I could have had but now it's like I have a different love as well it just keeps growing bigger and then seeing them all together it just even gets bigger and bigger I would love to have more kids but I think that this is probably going to be the end because my husband <laughs> I don't know if he could handle another one I would love another girl 
and I think he would too. I think a boy more scares him more than anything. But he, oh, those girls have him wrapped around his finger. Oh, totally. Even our 10 month old already. He gets worshiped daily. He loves it. <laughs> yeah, I would say loves, and then sometimes it's like, okay, this is enough. It's overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. But they're all at such a fun age and they all just like wrestle and play and laugh all together. So, I mean, they obviously are best friends and the worst enemies, which we all are with our siblings. Mm -hmm. But um, no, it is. It's really fun. You know, we are a very open family with everything. Obviously not super open with certain things because I am their stepmom. So I can't really portray a hundred percent of everything that I want to expose because there are always other half situations, you know, but, um, we do have them full time and they're at our house constantly. So with the clothing, it's actually brought in like kind of an eye opener to, you know, it is a really cool thing to tell our kids about CBD, about, hemp you know anything appropriate that you feel for your kids whether it be that or THC we're not to the age of that really explanation yet with our kids we more are talking to them about you know how marijuana is a form of that it could be in your shampoos it could be in your lotion you know it's medicine for people who are sick And it's medicine for people who aren't sick, but, you know, need medicine at the time, like Advil, instead of taking that. There's other, you know, things that you can take that are natural. And it's kind of a cool experience with, you know, them asking questions about certain things and us being able to explain it and not being scared because it's nothing to be scared of or to be embarrassed about, uh, which some people do portray you know like it's almost like a hidden thing where you shouldn't talk to your kids about it you know it it is a good thing to have in your house people have wine bottles like I said earlier with the wine shirts people have alcohol constantly in their households you know at parties and why is it that's okay when you know something that is plant-based that is natural and yes it can be recreational but it also helps a lot you know with everything where does alcohol really have the same benefits of it but yet it's symbolized as you know an okay fact rather than some people don't think weed is so in our house oh my god I am totally rambling this is hard not to no you're not rambling (laughs) but um I mean, you're hitting on some really important points, you know, and stuff that I I, I talk about all the time which is that like just normalize it right like just normalize weed it's not it's not a bad thing. It's a plant. It's a plant. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But I mean, it's even like me going back to when I was younger, like remember dare in school Mm -hmm. and how like, you know, you never really, well, for myself, maybe I was just a little Catholic school girl that I went to and really didn't know a lot of stuff, but smoking always, I always directed it at cigarettes. So, you know, not as smoking weed Hmm. and I don't know how kids look at it today you know if they're smart or if their parents talk to them about it then yes they're going to understand the difference between what like nicotine is compared to weed but you know it's just being open-minded because those conversations are going to come up with your kids and how you do handle them and you know honesty wise is going to kind of 
be how they look at it in the future and how they symbolize it and how they talk to their friends about it. So I don't know. It's kind of just an interesting topic that's, you know, getting brought up with age and everything too. Exactly. And it just depends on the kid. Every kid's different. Like every now and then my daughter, she's four she'll be five next month. She'll ask me questions here and there about stuff. The older she gets, I find the more curious she gets and not just about cannabis, but just things in general, everything's a how, why, what's that? I don't understand. You know, like that, that's, those are the questions daily. Yeah. So it's like you answer honestly and age appropriately. Like there's sometimes I forget that she's four and she'll just be like, like, I think we were watching the debate, the debate on television. She goes like, mama, what's that? Like, you know, like, what are you watching? And I'm just like, we're watching uh, the debate. It's the democratic debate. It's in this state and da-da. And she's she, like, her eyes just kind of like glo- glossed over. Like <laughs> she's what? Just, just like girl you lost me at debate (laughs) like that's like she's just like okay and then just walks away just like yeah that just went all the way over her head I gotta do better at like (laughs) describing things in like childlike terms (laughs) I'm still working on that part of parenthood (laughs) but yeah it just comes it comes with time just like everything does yeah it's just like damn I gotta practice this that was not a good explanation at all she just looked at me like I have no idea what she just said (laughs) I hope she doesn't ask me about it later (laughs) homework starts coming and you feel like such a dumbass my daughter is in third grade and when she comes home with some of her math stuff I'm like okay just give me one minute <laughs> and you need to like refresh myself while I like look at this and Google. I'm like third grade level let's do it <laughs> I've always been like I'm actually petrified of like the math days I'm 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 honestly just going to do what my mom did like when I started having problems with math because I've never been the brightest in mathematics and that's fine I admit that I'm a writer like I'm more of a creative person I just never really vibed with math but you know you got to learn how to count for like you know, life reasons. So my mom um, got one of my cousins to tutor me until, you know, I improved. And I'm like super grateful for that. I think as a parent, part of it is just realizing that like, you don't know. If you don't know, you don't know. Like find somebody who does know to help your kid. Like you don't always have to have all the answers is what my mom kind of taught me and that and I'm so grateful that she did just pass me off to somebody who could help me because like, one, my mom was a single mom. So she didn't, she didn't have time. And then two, even if she did have time, I don't think she would. <laughs> like, and, and she, I don't think my mom had the patience, honestly. Teaching is not my mom's thing to like teach her daughter who's like struggling in math. She'd rather just like find somebody who's going to be compassionate and competent enough to get me to where I am. And I'm, I was super grateful for that. I'm just like, thank you for getting me the tutor. Could you imagine it. homeschooling your children? I would never have the patience for that or... I think the brain. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I'm dab like I'm dabbling with it right now because I'm homeschooling my daughter, but I mean, she's pre-K level. So it's not like you're homeschooling, but it's not like the major, major like homework, you know, let's read this book, this chapter, that kind of thing, homeschooling. So we're homeschooling oh her goodness. now until I she's ready for kindergarten. Kudos. Oh my God. It's so easy. Honestly, I feel like she's learning more with just me than sending her off to a classroom where it's her and 12 other kids or 10 other kids like you know that I think there's usually like you know like they have like a one teacher per like four students or something or five students in most of these classrooms for pre-k's or one at the least it's like one teacher per three kids so it's just like okay like 
she's still not getting that individual attention um, that she needs. Yeah. And I was just noticing that a lot of things that she, she wasn't like, she wasn't being challenged enough and improving in the way that I thought she could. And it's just like, okay, well, pre-K level shit, like I can get some workbooks. I can teach her this. Like this is, this is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> My aunt did homeschooling until eighth grade for her three daughters. And she, like, I look back and I'm like, she still had, like, family parties. Wow. She still had, like, her house all clean and everything like that. I'm like, no way. No way would I be able to function and do all that. But I guess if you take it as a job, you know, and you would be serious with it. But, man, that would be a lot of work. It's it's it's, it's definitely going to school again too. <laughs> it's I, I mean you know at age four it's more like learning how to spell your name, mastering you know the alphabet, writing it, recognizing it, kind of learning how to read. So it's like very you know intro to elementary school level stuff. I think that like yeah. doing middle school education and like even later elementary education is probably out of my realm and for me I think I mean my daughter's super social so it's kind of like read your kid to read their personality I think she would just thrive in a school environment so just waiting for kindergarten yeah oh she's she's so popular oh my gosh like she's just like we'll put her anywhere and she'll make a friend like she's the most she's like super extrovert super duper I love that. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, But we don't have to like go on and on about her. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, I I, tell me a little bit about your pregnancy. Like, how did that go? Did you consume cannabis while you were pregnant? And did you consume cannabis before you became pregnant? How did that go? During my pregnancy, I did consume cannabis the whole time. I was so sick. And that was one of the only things that actually kind of helped throughout the day. I would have to go get IVs every single Tuesday because I was so dehydrated all the time because I couldn't keep anything down. I was pretty open about it. I did tell the nurses because they constantly asked when they were reporting things, you know, you got the side smirks from some people. You got some nurses who whispered back, so did I the whole time. (laughs) So, you know, I I saw so many nurses and doctors because I was constantly in and out getting checkups that it was kind of funny hearing everyone's, you know, little remarks or whatnot. Yeah, I did throughout my entire pregnancy. And I mean, I, like I said, I was honest with my doctors about it. I had other girlfriends who did throughout their pregnancies who I kind of got to lean on a little bit towards with questions and, you know, support. My mom was very supportive and very, which I, I didn't, um, she never was unsupportive of any of my decisions with anything with cannabis, but she, uh, I was a little nervous telling some people, but she was like, if it's making you feel better, then it's making you feel better, you know? But it's funny that some people are so anti using cannabis, but yet when you go to the hospital, like morphine or other painkillers or something that they're just given to you right away. So it is kind of crazy, but I mean, no judgment for anyone. It's your decision to either be open about it or closed off. But if it makes you feel better, it makes you feel better. So use it to be honest. So you consumed during your pregnancy. What did that look like? Like, did you smoke? Did you vape? Were you dabbing? I don't know. <laughs> Edibles? Or like no, I would, um, I would eat 
chocolate and smoking, like, to be honest, when I coughed, I would throw up. Oh, so my. Oh, no. It would, yeah. Like, everything made me so nauseous. Um, but yet I would still have another kid, which is crazy. <laughs> but <laughs> well, every um, pregnancy is different. So yeah, maybe gun one. Yeah. Maybe my mom had four one. kids and they were all the same. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but um, no, I would just eat like gummies or chocolate, mm-hmm. like throughout the day, um, microdosing. And that was one thing that really helped. I'm a big fan of like CBD lotions and things like that. So constantly would use that like on my ankles or whatnot. But it was more just I microdosed throughout and then continued breastfeeding too, which I just stopped last month. So up until nine months, I was consuming and breastfeeding too. And when you, so you consumed edibles most, like throughout most of your pregnancy. And then after you had your daughter, did you just go home and like start back, like start up right away? Or did you wait? Or like, what was kind of like your, your logic? And did you plan out like how you wanted, you know, your postpartum and breastfeeding cannabis consumption, like what you wanted that to look like? Or did it, was it just like a natural thing? Well, I have really bad anxiety before I was even pregnant. I've just always had it a lot with like traveling things that like I don't really have control of to be honest one thing like I do go to therapy and one big thing was how I was going to feel after I was pregnant which a lot of people are scared of um, with postpartum and everything I save I save my placenta and put it into capsules and that was one thing that I was kind of preparing myself to do after birth, um, helping with postpartum. And I knew I was going to smoke again. I missed, you know, being kind of having that like relaxation of just being like by myself for a second, you know, and having a hit or, you know, eating an edible and just feeling more relaxed. But after I got home from the hospital, I was a little nervous. I stayed in the hospital like an extra couple days because I had really high blood pressure. My anxiety and everything, I was just super anxious. So I think I waited about like a week, I want to say, until I tried smoking again, just because I got, I, I've never really felt like that towards weed, but for some reason I was just super anxious. But once I smoked again, I was totally fine. <laughs> it helped with my anxiety, obviously. Yes. But I think just being a new mom and I just didn't want to feel like out of my element, I would say, or out of control with a newborn. Because when your baby's so little, like all you want to do is really keep your baby alive. And like every little thing scares you at first, you know, that was mostly like how I felt. I didn't really have very like lucky and thankful that I didn't really have any, um, postpartum issues I think I had maybe baby blues for like a couple days I think that was more just being sad the nurses weren't changing the diapers and doing everything like they were in the hospital (laughs) but but no going back to you know smoking or I used to like like how I was saying microdosing edibles I don't really anymore going back to smoking just regularly because it helps with my anxiety and you know it it helps at night with me having, you know, a second to breathe and being able to enjoy 
enjoy sleeping. I have really bad anxiety like at night where like I'll wake up almost every like couple hours and just kind of being anxious and thinking the next day and smoking at night really helps with that where I actually can sleep and I don't wake up every single, you know, couple hours flipping myself out like I used to or when I don't smoke I should say I think that even like being a new mom is just like so fucking stressful because like you said like you really are just trying to keep the baby alive like the first month is like the most like <laughs> precarious it sounds time. like care it kind of sounds weird but like <laughs> you know everyone feels that way like you check if they're breathing you check if they're breathing and, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. did the blanket come bleeding, off like are yes, you cold are you too hot like, <laughs> yeah why don't you put have a the blanket on them put a blanket on them yeah <laughs> So, oh no the hat slipped just, off oh my gosh like you know, these things like is the diaper dry calm down girl the baby is sleeping leave the baby alone like, yeah, that's what, that's yes, what the weed will make so. you do the weed will make you say calm girl calm down girl like the baby's fine <laughs> and you know like it you know it weed does help to where you can enjoy you know your surroundings a little bit more rather than having so much anxiety or having so much where you're thinking of constantly of worrisome, you know, it's a nice little breather to be like, okay, I don't need to be flipping out like this, you know, enjoy my surroundings. I need to enjoy the moment right now because that's what's here. Because when you're in your head with that anxiety, that's, it's bad. I'm glad you said that about, you know, it helps you kind of be in the moment. I think that's so crucial for a lot of moms because I always tell people, you know, having a baby is really not that, like, it's actually the best part of motherhood is the baby part because once they leave the baby phase, it's not really that fun anymore. <laughs> they have, they run, you have to catch them. Like, <laughs> they start talking back, you know, they start throwing their food. They don't, they, they don't listen to you. They laugh at you. They like, <laughs> you know, they do like really like, curious and adventurous and almost like daredevil I want to die today things and like you need to be on your shit like you need to be on your toes every second and if you smoke weed you can still be on your shit but you won't be like freaking out if you know something happens so I just think it back like when I was a kid and like all this dumb shit I did and the ways that I would crack open my face and bleed everywhere doing something stupid. Like when I was a kid, I slipped and fell and like cracked open like uh, like my eye, like above my um, eye and my eyebrow. And I still have the scar today. And I was like bleeding. I remember all over my aunt's white marble floor. I remember. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you know, my aunt was like really chill about it. And I was like, I wonder if my aunt smoked weed. Like, <laughs> because Probably. that helps you deal with crisis, like, and things that, you know, you won't like normally probably would freak out but it's like okay this kid's gonna live let me just like get them like as a parent you, your job is to always remain calm because your mood your kids will basically mimic that right so you have to always like remain calm when mom starts freaking out everybody starts freaking out so it's just like the calmer you can be constantly the better things go in the house overall I've found <laughs> as oh, a mom yeah. who likes my husband continues to tell me to just fake it even when my anxiety is flipping me out on flights or driving or whatnot he's like you're a mom now just fake it mm -hmm. you gotta so flip like, the switch okay <laughs> Still learning that one, but... <laughs>
<laughs> you definitely got to flip the switch and just like, this is not going to phase me. Like you guys are testing me right now and I'm not phased. Continue <laughs> to ruin your lives. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think that, you know, I, I love that you were, you know, able to consume throughout your pregnancy and postpartum and while breastfeeding and, you know, you were able to do it with the support of your, it sounds like your family was very supportive. Like how long before you resume like your daily, and I, I guess you can't really resume consuming cannabis the way you used to when you're breastfeeding. But like, I would say like, when did you feel like you were back into the groove, like uh, the, in the swing of things, so to speak? <laughs> I still feel like I'm trying to get back in the swing of things. Mm-hmm. Um breast or like to stop breastfeeding was kind of hard for me I stopped because she got teeth and I was dying (laughs) and but my boobs just didn't want to stop so I was having like the worst pains and whatnot and smoking was helping with that cannabis helps so much with that yeah (laughs) yeah and taking like the cannabis bath and things like that were really helping but to be honest, like I am a month out now of breastfeeding, I want to say. I feel like I'm starting to kind of get back into feeling like uh, myself again, <laughs> I should mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, I heard it's just a gradual process. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm not looking for, I mean, weaning is actually really hard. <laughs> it's like, it was like emotion. I thought it was emotionally going to be hard harder for me but it physically was harder for me (laughs) I mean it's both right it's like and it's just this game you have to kind of play with yourself to just kind of tell your tell you let your mind tell the rest of your body and and everything else that like this is temporary like this is just like one month or one week or two weeks or three months however long it takes you but eventually like we're gonna we're gonna both be free both of us so it's just like you know you just have to stay the course I think that even that's what motherhood has taught me the most is that like it, there are a lot of parts that are really hard but you just have to stay the course hold on one second so brief quick story so my partner my boyfriend <laughs> my man took our daughter to the park right to so oh I can gosh, podcast yes. episode, but he left our son because he was sleeping. And I said, if he wakes now up, is he while awake? I'm, yes, if he wakes up while I'm recording this podcast, I'm going to kill you. And he does this right <laughs> few days before Valentine's Day, dude. You don't want anything. So now I just I love it. wake up. So give me one second. I'm going to yeah, no worries. Two things. One, I'm going to text Jared and say, "Come get your baby," and then <laughs> and two, I'm actually going to get him before he starts freaking out and he's already getting very upset. Text him, your son is awake. (laughs) Come get him. I already told him. I was like, dude, he's going to wake up while I'm recording. I have this microphone. I have all my stuff out. He's going to try to grab it because that's what 13-month-old babies do. Yes, that's what they do. They see nice things. They want them. (laughs) Um, Hold on one second. Let me grab him. I'll be right back. How ironic. This happens right at 420. (laughs) Hold on one second. (laughs) All right, I'm back. (laughs) Um, sorry about okay. that. Um, no worries. Yeah, so we were 
talking about cannabis consumption postpartum. And then I wanted to ask you about, you said that um, everyone in your family is really supportive of like consuming cannabis. And I wanted to ask about the the mom of your of your husband's daughters, of your stepdaughters. Is she okay with you consuming cannabis? I know that sometimes in those situations, it can be a little tricky sometimes if the if the you know when you're in a co-parenting situation um unfortunately there's not really a co-parenting situation so she lives in a different state and we live in california so we haven't had any issues with anything to be honest we have them full time Mm. and they're thriving with us and it's legal in california (laughs) so I don't think that there should be any issues. Right. I, I I hear you. I think that that's like, you know, definitely a really... <laughs> <laughs> Not to be blunt or to be monotone with it, but, you know, there's not a whole lot I can really say, but just all positive on this end about it. <laughs> that's really, that's really good though, honestly. And I, I wanted to also ask you about what do you have, like, what advice would you give to a mom who is considering consuming cannabis during pregnancy, but is a little nervous? Or like you said, when you came home, you kind of had a moment where you're just like, oh, like, you know, should I like, what advice would you give to a woman who's having those same like doubts, uh, but you know, knows kind of, you know, you have like that, that yeah. thought, like I should, but you, you know, there's like that, that mind and heart <laughs> struggle or kind of thing. Talk to someone about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I had some outlets of like my friends at, you know, even if you don't have friends, you can talk to look on Instagram. Cause there's a lot of moms that are out there doing the same thing, you know? And like I said before, how, you know, hospitals and doctors are so in your face about taking medications um, during pregnancy. And, you know, when I went to the hospital after my water broke, uh, the Mm -hmm. first thing they gave me was morphine. And it was crazy to me that that's not even, you know, a blink of your eyes to just hand over to someone that's pregnant, but yet they're going to judge you if you're smoking Mm -hmm. weed. I'd always felt so, that would be so ass backwards too. Like what the exactly. hell? <laughs> and for myself, um, I mean, I have a very low pain tolerance and I know anyone in my family would agree with me on that one. So for labor, I was like, oh, I don't care if I don't have any pain or I can't feel anything. That's exactly <laughs> how I want this to be. <laughs> I don't want to be, I was not set for a natural birth. I could not handle that. But when I, yes, I did. And thank God I did because I could not have handled that without it. (laughs) But um, it was, it was kind of like almost humorous of how like, they don't care what they give you when it comes to, you know, like I was saying, right, right away. It was, oh, do you need morphine? Do you Mm -hmm. need more pain meds? You know, um, just tell us if you're feeling more pain because we can up it. And, but yet if someone were to say, 
like that they were smoking weed, I bet that they would be like, okay, did you know that this can do this and this and this when it's, you know, what do you think morphine can do for your baby? Right. It's like, let's talk about the fact that like I was sent home with Oxycontin, like as a new Oh my gosh. Like what the hell? Like, first of all, they're red labels and like saying it's a narcotic all over it. And it's just like, okay, but you think it's okay to send a woman who just had, like just had a C-section who's super vulnerable hormonal as hell because you just had a baby and it's okay to send them home with like a hard drug what (laughs) but I can't smoke weed I don't understand I feel like if women were allowed to smoke weed during labor I think that it would just like change the game I think people wouldn't get epidurals as much I feel like that would probably be a problem maybe but like it just makes more sense to me I completely agree with that I'm like holding this little chubby baby and hoping he doesn't grab my microphone. (laughs) Yes, I'm talking about you. Uh, Yes. So then I also wanted to ask you um, just a couple more questions. Um, I wanted to talk about, you know, your husband, does he consume cannabis? And if so, like, do you guys like, do you guys have any rituals? A lot of moms and like women who are in relationships say that they have like little rituals that they do with their partner when it comes to like consuming cannabis. And I just wanted to know, do you guys have anything like that? I wish he does not. (laughs) (laughs) But he's supportive. Um, Oh yeah. The only form that he'll ever let me do anything to him is rub some CBD lotion on his shoulders but he is totally supportive but he doesn't like consuming at all he flips himself out oh no (laughs) he always has said like oh before like when I was younger I was really cool smoking weed like in high school and stuff but now I just can't handle it (laughs) (laughs) is it because like maybe he's trying the wrong strain or like is it like maybe too much like too high of a thc level or is it just like it's just not a good mix no (laughs) it's even like i bet if he did like even the two like milligram mints of thc he would probably like check himself into the emergency room (laughs) I mean, I'm laughing, but, like, also, like, that's probably scary for him. So, like, yeah. No, he laughs at it. It's fine. He knows that he doesn't <laughs> enjoy it. So, it's fine. But at least he tries. Like, you know, that there's, there's something to say for that. My dude. Oh, he, so. um, he's very into, you know, stocks, and he reads up on everything. So, he sends me little, like, updates on how well certain brands are doing and Aww. little like on Forbes they just had something and he'll tag me all the time so he's pretty hilarious he's knowledgeable but he just doesn't enjoy it himself yeah I think that as long you can be an appreciator without being a partaker (laughs) oh yeah I like that (laughs) yeah oh my goodness this baby I'm gonna kill your daddy so I think that the next thing I really want to know is what's next for mama's weedies what's going on with you know like are you doing anything else and I mean you're only one month in so (laughs) sky's the limit you know what's next and how can people reach you so what I want to do and what I am doing is I'm going to start selling my clothes at expos or events Mm -hmm. so I'm doing one this weekend San Francisco for the cannabis wedding expo and then I am 
also doing one in March uh, for Chifa, which is a new ladies cannabis club started by one of my girlfriends, Casey. Then the Toke, I always say it wrong, Toke uh, Ativia. Oh, activity, I think. I think. I think I know. You're like, good. I always want to say activity, but I don't know if that's the right way or not. <laughs> I am going to be going to their event in LA on the 22nd, too. Yeah, I'm just kind of making my way around. And, like, I, I am just starting. So I'm kind of just going with the flow. But it's really fun, like, meeting people and, you know, kind of just marketing yourself by wearing your own clothes. And. Mm-hmm. <laughs> getting approached and talked to by some pretty cool people. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, like I said, just kind of going with the flow, I should say, because every day is just something new. Being a mom, (laughs) obviously, room parent, I volunteer a lot, so I'm still pretty involved with school and my kids and my husband, but I want to start adventuring out some more. And, you know, if I could get out to an event like once a week, that'd be a goal just to have you know, a few hours for myself and doing things that I love and being around women who smoke weed and doing things that I love as well. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I hear that. I feel like when you have a baby, it is hard. I'm actually still trying to balance leaving the house to do things that aren't errands and balance family life. It's a delicate balance (laughs) because you don't want to feel like you're neglecting one thing, right? Like you're giving your kids so much and then you're neglecting your partner or you're giving your partner so much. And then, yeah. And then, and you're giving your partner and your kids so much. And then it's like, you're neglecting yourself or like you're doing, you're doing everything for your family and for your partner. And like, you're being a, a good friend, but then like professionally or like career wise, you feel stunted. So it's just like, how do you balance it all? Or like, how do you, or are you doing everything? You have the work thing, you know, you're an entrepreneur and you have the family and you have your partner and everything's great, but then it's like, you have no social life. So it's just like, <laughs> you know, finding that balance can be very challenging. I think a lot of, and I think you're still in the thick of it because you still have a 10 month old and I'm still in the thick of it, but it does get easier. <laughs> I can say. Yeah. You just got to be in a routine. Yep, exactly. And have good babysitters. (laughs) You have to have reliable, good babysitters. um, And then you also have to have a kid who doesn't make babysitters want to run away. (laughs) (laughs) So because my mom would always say like, you know, I'm I'm your mom, you know, (laughs) I'm the grandparent and like, your your parents, the grandparents are going to deal with anything, right? That's their, that's their grandchild. They don't, you know, they're not too bothered, but like a babysitter, if your kid does certain things, like, and the babysitter never comes back or like, <laughs> looks at you yeah. like, okay, this is my rate, but I'm going to need a tip because what I had to go through tonight, but like, <laughs> you have to definitely, you know, it's a balancing act. It's just dealing with like your, your baby. If your babysitter ghosts you, yes. you probably be questioning your kids a little bit. If you're getting ghosted by babysitters, <laughs> that is probably seriously for real, like a thing. And I, I'm lucky we found a really great babysitter, but I still think I need like two backup babysitters just in case. Um, but it's hard, man. It's really hard. And it's it's still like you're learning somebody like this person who was just born and you have to figure each other out you know 
and they're growing and you're growing and it's hard. Yeah. And you're with them 24 seven. And you're with them 24 seven. So it's just like, okay, dude, I'm so ready for you to go to school. (laughs) This weekend, this weekend's going to be my first weekend away from my baby. For how long are you going to be away? Two nights. Oh, girl, I feel you. That's going to hurt. And I'm just, like, last night when I was putting her to bed, I was, like, squeezing her extra tight. And I was like, oh, my God, I only have, like, two more nights. FaceTime. so nice to sleep. Yeah, yeah. It's going to, like, there's, like, it's, like, you, you, you're going to miss them. Like, just accept that. But then you're also going to feel so good to have, like, silence and peace and a whole bed to yourself. It's just like, what? I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> roll over and there's nothing there but a pillow I love it <laughs> absolutely if any night I can get away from my boyfriend snoring is a win for me <laughs> I sleep with earplugs so I'm right there with you I know how it is oh my god People and I don't... can still hear <laughs> people don't recognize like legit like what it's like to go people are always complaining about like what it's like to be single right and it's just like dude like when you take on a relationship and you guys start living together, like a lot of the things oh are God, your I'm ritual. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, dude, your whole life is fucked. Like if you're a person who likes to make up your bed and your partner doesn't like to make up your bed, you guys are continually going to have like, just like eye battles, just like staring, like just like little shit in the middle of the night, like tugging on the sheets and like fighting over, like you're always taking the covers and it's childish. So <laughs> Enjoy your solitude, people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I know, I know. The grass is always greener on the other side. (laughs) Totally, totally. But you know what? I wouldn't trade it for the world. And when when they're not here and it's quiet, I I feel absolutely so lonely. Out of place. (laughs) (laughs) So lonely. Um. So, yeah, I think that's all I got. I mean, is there anything else you wanted to mention or that we didn't talk no, about that you want to share? I think I probably mentioned too much. <laughs> <laughs> never, never. <laughs> well, thank you so much for, you know, taking time out to speak with me. And even my baby got in on the episode. He's famous now. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so actually, don't, don't write a tattoo his name on your forehead. Anytime oh, God. You, okay. So I'm just going <laughs> to say this one thing and then I'm totally going to be done. I was watching this like architectural digest video on YouTube. Right. And it's, um, they have like, they go to people's houses. And so like, there's an episode with, um, Oh my God, where are you going? Hey, come back. Okay. <laughs> I got to talk fast. Um, and Lenny Kravis let people come to his compound in Brazil, which like, what? Lenny Kravis has a compound in Brazil? Like, yeah. Uh, right? but, so he has this compound. It's gorgeous. And um, he's showing off a tattoo of his mom on his arm. And I was like, bro, that is a, your mother's whole face on your arm. And I love that my kids will love me and they will probably love me a lot, especially my son. I will never be okay with either of my kids tattooing my name (laughs) or face on their bodies. I absolutely, I will like appreciate it. You know, what a compliment, but please take me off of your body. (laughs) My my husband and I have each other's names on our arms that we got our first year of dating. (laughs) 
And in my head now, I'm like, thank God we're still together because that was one year in that we did that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, luckily for you guys, it worked out. So, <laughs> Luckily, some people probably have a few names on their body. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, see, I just know I don't get it. But I also just like, I just don't get like, if I were with a man and he had a photo of his mom tattooed on him I would be a little creeped <laughs> out okay like especially somewhere visible like what if while we're like in the act and then like your mom's <laughs> face is just like staring at me like dude no 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 I get loving your mama but like there's just like a little... too much <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying all this but my son is like the biggest mama's boy and will probably tattoo my face on He's him probably gonna get... <laughs> yes. I love mom on him yeah, it's just like, oh my gosh, dude, like, you're never gonna leave 18th our house. 18th birthday. <laughs> the 18th birthday, mom, I got something. What? I got your name on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm saying all this, but I need to knock on, knock on what? <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for, you know, for joining. And I can't, you know, wait for everybody to hear this episode. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I had fun. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Blunt Boy Mama podcast. I am so happy to be bringing this to you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait for you guys to hear next week's episode, which will be airing next Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> if you like what you're hearing, then you should definitely share this podcast with a friend, with a cousin, with a family member. <laughs> and if you really feel in it, you know, if you like it, then you should leave a review on it. <laughs> if you like it, then you should leave a review on it. <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, that is where you are able to rate and review this podcast. If you enjoy it, I would love that. Thank you in advance. If you are, which I know you are doing that. <laughs> also, follow Blunt Boy Mama on Instagram. Follow Blunt Boy Mama on Twitter. Follow BBM Clothing Line on Instagram, which is Blunt Boy Mama merch. That's where you can shop it, buy it, cop it, tag me in it, tag BBM Clothing Line in it and get featured on Blunt Boy Mama's page. Yeah, check it out. You guys are already loving it, but I love it too. So like, of course you guys are going to love it. I would not be giving y'all something that's like shit. It's not shit. It's the shit. It's dope. Some dope ass merch. So you should definitely check it out. And you can also like Blunt Boy Mama on Facebook. You can become a Blunt Boy Mama patron by clicking the link at the top of the page on bluntboymama.com backslash podcast. Y'all, you know I'm high. <laughs> And once you do that, you'll see a link at the top of the page. It says page that says click here to become a Blunt Boy Mama patron. And there you can sign up and for as little as $2 <laughs> and you can get up to three extra episodes of the podcast a month. You get shout outs here on the podcast. You will also get free merch. I mean, need I say more? You're able to communicate with me directly come on so it's really it's a good deal and at the end of the day you know that you're supporting a black woman's podcast a black mom's podcast and it means the world to me to have 
the support of the patrons that I do have. Thank you so much, you guys. And I appreciate all of you guys' support and everything and all the love and all the messages. I read them all. Um, So thank you so much for all of your support. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye.